You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. We will go ahead and get started. I'm so excited to have Elizabeth Gordon here today. Elizabeth is someone I admire so much because she's one of those women who really at least look like she has it all together. I'm (laughs) completely convinced that she does. She's a dedicated teacher. She's a mother of two really upstanding teenage kids, which is hard to find in a world of teenagers sometimes. She's a loving wife, and she still manages to exercise into her daily routine. So Elizabeth is someone who embodies balance, and when she told me about Inside the Greenhouse, I knew it was a program we needed to learn more about here at Ed Curation. So thanks for joining us today, Elizabeth. Sure. I'm super excited to share what I know. Awesome. So before we learn more about Inside the Greenhouse, tell us a little bit about your teaching career. Like how long have you been teaching? Where do you teach? What kind of school is it? What kind of students? I've been teaching in Jeffco for about 15 years. I think this is my 15th year. And I've taught really all grade levels. But this year I'm teaching a fourth and fifth grade multi-age class at Stober Elementary, which is in Lakewood. It's a great little neighborhood school. We have a principal that's been there for about three years now that really brought in the idea that we wanted to have our classes be more student-led and and student-driven and use a lot more design thinking and critical thinking in the classroom. And so it's really changed how our school looks. And it's been a really good change, I think, for us. That's exciting. So you're talking about Jefferson County, Colorado and Lakewood, Colorado, right? Yep. And that sounds like an exciting shift in your school. Has it taken some work, I would imagine, on the part of the teachers to learn to do more student-led sort of classrooms, um, bring in critical thinking skills and design thinking? Yeah, definitely. We've been to a lot of professional development classes and summer courses. We do Traverse, which is in Boulder in the summer, which is a program that really encourages teachers to think outside the box. And so that's been really helpful for our staff. And we have a really young and and dynamic group of teachers and staff. And so I think they embrace the change. And it's been a good change. It's been a fun way to change how we teach in the classroom. And so does Inside the Greenhouse kind of fit in with this shift in the school's pedagogy? Definitely. This year, we were asked to come up with some community partnerships through our principal. She really wanted to kind of have the kids be more involved with their community and wanted them to have more of a buy-in with our community. And so she asked us to kind of spearhead a community partnership around anything that we wanted it to be about. And so as a 4-5 team, we decided that we wanted ours to be around the environment and around sort of our changing earth or, or our changing climate. So that's where we started at the beginning of the year. And now it's kind of morphed into a couple of different things, which is exciting. But that was how we sort of found Inside the Greenhouse, because they also are on this path of trying to get kids to look more closely at their communities and to make change to help our climate and our environment. So it was, a, it was a good fit for us. So you teachers discovered this resource on your own? 
Well, no. So what we did is we reached out to some parents in our community and we really said, you know, this is a project that the 4-5 team wants to just throw out there. You know, we, we want our kids to come out into the community and, and really start looking at how they can come up with some solutions to help our climate. And so we had, you know, four or five parents give us some great ideas. And so Inside the Greenhouse is really just one of a handful of things that we've been doing to kind of get the kids involved. But one of the parents had a connection with C Boulder. And she said, you know, I know this woman who has designed this curriculum that might fit in with what you guys are thinking about. And so we looked into it and met with her. And she, she came down to Lakewood, the woman who designed it. Her name is Beth. And we were super excited from the minute we saw it. So, so that's kind of how we hooked up with Inside the Greenhouse. So tell us about it. Tell us about this exciting curriculum. Yeah. Okay. Inside the Greenhouse is really a very broad idea that CU Boulder has. So Beth, she's the Associate Professor of Theater and Environmental Studies at CU. Within this whole Inside the Greenhouse, she created this curriculum called SHINE. And it is a curriculum that is all around, I guess, educating and understanding about our changing climate and what we can do in our small communities and in our broader communities to really make some changes. She's a theater person. And so she came in and she's just has tons of energy and she's very smart and just got us super excited about getting the kids into this. She called it embodied movement. And so it was a lot of lessons where the kids were going to be getting up and and moving around and using their bodies to share information, not just their voice, but their whole body and their whole action. And we just love, we just thought that the kids would like that because it's, we don't teach theater at my school. And so it was a really a different way of engaging the kids in a lesson. So not only were, were we kind of learning and teaching about the environment, but we were also learning about how to use our bodies. So it's kind of two new things together that we thought would be really fun. Wow. So it's learning about the environment through movement and theater? Yes. So when she gave us the curriculum, it's a binder of about 14 lessons. And within each lesson, there are some activities where the kids get up and and we do sort of initial movement games to kind of break the ice and to get us thinking about the environment and fossil fuels and how we, you know, are treating our earth. And from there, we move into the real lesson, which is creating this basically a play in a day where the kids are going through and eventually they'll be teaching our school, our whole school, about the history of our earth and how our time here on earth has been so small in the grand scheme of things and how we've managed to come close to depleting our fossil fuels so quickly. So, you know, we had to teach the kids about the pros and cons of fossil fuels and why we need them for some things and why we overuse them in not so great ways. And then they use that information at the end of this play in a day to come up with some solutions as a team of kids on how they can change how our community thinks about fossil fuels and uses fossil fuels. Wow. That sounds like a really exciting experience for the students and for you. Yeah, it's so fun. 
14 lessons? So does it only take a couple weeks to implement? Well, so what we've been doing, I think you could probably teach it in a number of ways, but we do it every Friday. So we take our science and social studies time, which is about an hour and a half every day. And on Fridays, instead of teaching our regular science and social studies, we do shine. So we've actually been working on it for, I think, since before the holidays, because we we have to squeeze it in on top of our regular standards that we're teaching in class. I would imagine this addresses many standards, though, does it not? Yeah, it does. In fact, she wrote it for fourth grade Colorado State standards for science because they are learning about fossils and fossil fuels and energy. So obviously it works great with our fourth graders, but we're also using it with our fifth graders. And, you know, we can tie it into so many of our fifth grade science standards as well. So did you teach about fossil fuels before you found Shine and Inside the Greenhouse? So the kids had been exposed to fossil fuels just in our regular science standards through our Colorado State standards. But with this Inside the Greenhouse, it really talked more. So they knew how fossil fuels were made and they knew sort of how long it took to make fossil fuels, but they didn't know necessarily how our community specifically uses fossil fuels or how they personally use fossil fuels sort of in everyday life. So we had, we got somebody to come in from the community who works in oil and gas and she shared everything that she knew, which was a lot more than what I knew about how we use fossil fuels here in Lakewood, Colorado. And so that was really interesting for the kids to know real specifically how we were using them here. Okay. So it sounds like through the use of Shine, you've been able to go a lot deeper and it's more of a student-centered, they're getting really engaged in the content, they're actually creating a play in a day, inform, learning about the content and being able to demonstrate what they've learned through this play. So yeah. how, what would you say you've been able to achieve using Shine that you wouldn't have been able to achieve otherwise? I think the engagement from the kids, it's just more exciting to learn by sort of playing a game or by acting out things. One example is we brainstormed ways that we are members of our community. So things that we do that are important to us in our community. And then the kids created these giant banners where they drew all of these things. So, you know, things like they love Starbucks and they love going to the park and they love the swimming pool up the street. And you know, they love their neighbor who has a trampoline or whatever. And so we brainstormed all this stuff and we made these giant banners. We made about 15 of them. So then when we do the play in a day, they're going to use these giant banners to represent our community. So it's a very, they were very heartfelt ideas that went into these banners. And as part of the play, some of these ideas of community get destroyed because of the way that we're treating our environment. And so, so for the kids, you know, they have this visual of all of these things that they love about their community. And then they see that maybe by not making the best choices around our climate and our environment, that some of those things in our community could be destroyed. And it's really hard to see that happen. And so, you know, they have a real buy-in. It's personal to them. So I think it's been really neat to see you know, the engagement, how they recognize that this is something that's going to be important in their lifetime and 
and in their lives today, and they want to make a difference. They've decided on their own that they really want to make a difference. Wow, that sounds like they've really personalized the lesson yeah. and that they're learning about, you know, what could be a boring topic of fossil fuels yeah. in a much more real world, meaningful way. That sounds really exciting. So do the students like it? Yeah, you know, I think most of them like it. I think we have a few students who really struggle with getting out of their comfort zone and I mean, I'm not a theater person, and it's not easy for me to get up in front of, you know, 25 people and pretend I'm a a solar car or something that, you know, just (laughs) maybe is not comfortable. But And so for some kids, that's been hard. And I don't think that putting them in that uncomfortable situation feels good. But I think in the long run, I think it'll be really good for all the kids to do something new and maybe do something different and sort of change the way that they're used to learning. Sure. Well, learning doesn't always feel good, right? Challenging and difficult and embarrassing at times even. Right. So that's part of it, right? Stretching us outside of our zone of proximal development. And I think we always have those kids that that like to sit at their desks and work alone and work quietly and you know, and this is all, this is so collaborative, you know, it's this one big giant group of kids that are all working together to make this one thing happen. And, and there's music involved. And so it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely kind of a a push for some of the kids. Sure. It's a funny question that I ask because every teacher I talk to about their favorite curriculum, when I ask them if the students like it, everyone says what you did. Well, really? most of them do, but not at all of them, you know? I mean, I just don't think that we're ever going to find any way to find something in school that's going to work for 100% of the kids or that 100% are going to love it, right? I mean, just how it goes. So They're also funny. different. Right. Yeah. So do you think using Shine has made you a better teacher? I think that it's been good for me also to kind of change up my routine and to get out of my comfort zone because I know that the kids, you know, I'm very honest with them at the start and I say, I'm not a theater person. I I definitely do not sing in front of my students. And, and so I let them know that this was a risk for me. You know, I was doing something new for me and it may or may not be great and that's okay. And I was just willing to present it so that they could enjoy it as well. And, So that part of it, I think, was really good for me just to to try something new and and to recognize that I'm modeling for the kids what it looks like to do something that maybe is uncomfortable even as an adult or as a teacher. So, So I think that maybe makes me a better teacher, modeling something new for them. Right. Have you learned any particular teaching skills by using this curriculum? I think I said earlier that we do a little game around embodied movement. Like for example, one, one of the games we play is we stand in a big circle with our backs into the circle and they've learned how to like create a statue with their body. And so I'll say, okay, on three, I want you to turn and jump and show me your favorite Colorado sports team, you know? And so, and one, two, three, and then you have to jump and turn and kind of make that statue with your body. And so those are all warm-up ways for the kids to just start using their body language and feeling comfortable with not using their voice, you know, but really trying to show with their body. And so then from that, you know, we move on to the real lessons. 
And so I think something maybe that has been good for me to recognize is that it's great to start off with something fun and get the kids excited and get them up and out of their seats and moving around the classroom. Another example was we did one game where they had to pretend with their bodies that they were like walking through this giant lake of mud, you know, what, what that might look like to your body. Or then another one was where they had to pretend like they were walking around a room full of puppies. So just how their body language would be different. And so it's just a really fun way to get kids engaged and moving. And so I could use that method with teaching math or teaching inferencing or something else that we do in the classroom where you get them engaged and you get them up and having fun. And then you kind of sneak in the real, <laughs> the real learning after that. You know what also it's doing? It's getting little bodies moving, right? And not yes. just sitting all the time. We all know that movement is good for the brain and it's just really getting out some of their energy. And I'm sure that they enjoy some of those fun embodied movement exercises. Yeah. Can you share any particular story of a success that you've seen a student achieve when using this curriculum? One thing that we did is we took a field trip up to CU Boulder to go to an African dance class. We have students that, you know, are pretty shy and they're not super comfortable with getting up in front of people, especially people that they don't know. So, you know, maybe we've broken through this idea of getting up in front of your class and sharing what you know, but but getting up in front of strangers is a whole new thing. So we, we went up to see Boulder and we went to this African dance class and it was the coolest class I've ever seen. I don't know why I didn't take African dance when I was in college, but... In these dances, they tell this whole story of the history of their village in a dance. You can understand the the story and the history just by their body language. And so they were kind of teaching us some of the ways that they share a story through their body. All of the fourth and fifth graders just kind of jumped in and started using their own bodies to create their own story. And so there were a couple of kids that usually really struggle with sort of getting up and getting in front of everybody and and they just jumped right in and and just really I think they felt so empowered to share their story through their dancing and they just had the best time and I was videotaping a couple of the kids some of the kids that I've never seen you know smile and jump around and have an amazing time I was videotaping them just watching them just love their time in that dance studio so that felt really good to see them kind of come out of their comfort zone and to embrace something that would be new for them and to really enjoy it. That felt really good as a teacher. Have you seen those particular students be able to more comfortably put embodied movement than in your classroom? Yeah, definitely. I think that it really changed how they felt about the curriculum because they realized uh-huh. that, hey, this could this could really be something fun. The end goal is they've been asked to find a problem in our community around the environment. So, for example, some of them have come up with the threat of wildfires that we have here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of this play, they are asked to do a three-minute skit with a small group that is just embodied movement where they come up with a solution to that problem. So there's one person narrating 
And then there's another, I would say, three or four kids that are acting out this solution. So that was really, for us, that was our goal as a community partnership was to get the kids thinking about solutions. And it, that's how it sort of tied into the shine because at the end, they use this embodied movement to try and solve the local problem that they came up with. And, and they come up with their own problems. So, you know, the problem could be as small as people throwing their trash out of their car windows, or it could be something as big as smog in downtown Denver. So they, they were able to come up with their own problems. So then when you see students that really struggled with feeling comfortable moving their bodies in kind of silly and different ways in front of other kids, and then you see them really able to show some idea with their body, that's exciting because then they'll be able to use that and hopefully use that solution to the environmental problem that they came up with and really share that understanding with an audience. That sounds like a really exciting metamorphosis to observe as the teacher and to watch the students kind of take ownership of all of that. Yeah. So Elizabeth, what teachers would you recommend check this out? So is so there's inside the greenhouse and then there's shine. I'm not really sure how those two work together. Is shine yeah. one of the units inside inside the greenhouse and who yeah. can use this? Well, okay. So inside the greenhouse, if you go to inside the greenhouse.org, there are, you know, there's a blog and there's information and there's events. And I think really it's, there's a group of people that have created this website slash organization to bring awareness. And so Shine would probably, I would say, be one of a handful of different ways that they have created to bring awareness around, you know, our changing earth and our use of fossil fuels. So it's obviously fit very nicely into the fourth grade science curriculum. But I think, you know, when we're trying to get kids to be problem solvers and design thinking where they have to look at a problem and try and think outside the box to come up with a solution. All of those types of lessons or even collaboration, working in small groups, all of those things that we want our kids to be able to do outside of school or once they've graduated, this curriculum really helps them use all of those pieces to become better at solving problems, which is really important. So I would think that any teacher that wants to look at how can I get my kids to work together and solve problems and be creative about solutions would be interested in using a curriculum like Shine. It sounds like the content is fourth grade specific, but the skills are very applicable to many different students. They're 21st century skills, they're the professional skills that we want all students to be able to demonstrate as they and learn and become more proficient at as they go through school. Is it yeah. focused more on elementary? The woman who designed this, she has taken this curriculum around the world. And so when you go to Inside the Greenhouse, you can see the different places and schools and organizations that have used this curriculum to share understandings about their specific communities. And they're mm-hmm. all ages. So she's had kids, uh-huh. college-age kids do it and communities in Africa that have done this curriculum. And so I would say no. I think you could do it at any age. Oh, that's really exciting. So, Elizabeth, is there anything you'd like to say to Beth, the designer of Shine? Well, I mean, it's been so fun for us 
to do something so different from what we do in the regular general classroom. And she is, like I said earlier, very passionate about changing the way we look at our environment and how we we make decisions around fossil fuels. And she recognizes that we are not just going to drop fossil fuels, that we use a lot of things like like the markers that we're using to create some of the things for our performance are using fossil fuels. And so she explains how they really weigh sort of the pros and cons. So she's very passionate about it. That has run over how we are teaching it because we see her excitement and makes us really excited. She's worked with the kids before. They get super excited. They love to be around her. She's just a really neat person. So we feel very fortunate that she's helping us with this and has been a part of sharing her vision with us. That's great. Elizabeth, looking forward now, it sounds like you have this program. Is this the first year you've been using it? Yeah, this is the first year we've used it. This is the first year where we've been really tasked with doing a community partnership. I know other schools have done that before. It was kind of new for us at Stober, and it's just been a challenge. It's been a lot of work, but it's also been super rewarding because the kids need to know, especially fourth and fifth graders, they really need to know how they impact our, our community. So it's been really important. So I would imagine you're going to repeat this again and use it again next year? Yeah, I think we will do it again next year. I won't be teaching a split level, so I'll just have fourth graders, which will be nice because then they won't have done this before. So we can kind of start off new and I think we will do the same thing. Well, as you use this curriculum with your fourth graders next year and thinking ahead to those students, Is there any other curriculum resource that you might be looking for next in your teaching career to either, you know, add on to this work or to address another teaching challenge that you face and that you might be looking for resources for? Well, I always think it's fun to find real world engagement for the kids, right? So if it's something around math, creating something that they recognize that they will have to use in, in their in their real world is always fun. So so as a four or five team, we're always looking for curriculum or resources that have real life problems that the kids can work on. Like right now in math, I think the kids are working on creating a golf course. So it's, you know, something that they could possibly do in their lives. And of course, they have to use various types of math equations to figure it out, but it still could be a real world problem. So those are the kinds of things that we like to do in the classroom. I think it helps engage the kids. And so, yeah, we're always kind of looking for innovative, exciting ways to get the kids engaged in what they're learning. Well, I will keep my eye open on Ed Curation as we get more and more vendors and products in the system when we have fourth and fifth grade products that are really focused on real-world problems and and helping kids be engaged to find solutions for those, and I'll be sure to share those with you. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, this was so fun. I'm glad I could share what I know about, about something fun that people can do in their classroom. Thank you for listening to Ed Curation. We hope you learned something today about a curriculum resource that produces fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Check out edcuration.com to find out more. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N dot com.